It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. My brother is still on the other one. Maybe he's jumping in and otherwise we're going to do this. Consequence Podcast Network. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tonist, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. Keep the music flowing. We'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the Interview Series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, thanks for making your way here, checking out the series. As, uh, as always, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews. I do three brand new interviews every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, which makes it a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones at all the usual spots like uh, iTunes and Apple Podcasts at Spotify and Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Hermanos Gutierrez, going to be talking with uh, the brothers about uh, their brand new record it's called El Bueno y El Malo. Uh, produced by Dan Auerbach, so we're going to be uh, hearing about how that came together, uh, finding their collection of songs that recall desert landscapes and beautiful western images. Uh, we're going to talk about how they started the band, what led them to playing classical guitar, and how they hooked up with the uh, the Black Keys lead, and the 10 seconds of listening, of, of Dan listening, that actually brought them together. Uh, less less than even half a minute is all it took for him to uh, to realize what the what the guys were doing and and you know why it was important that they did this record together. Uh, we're also going to discuss why the desert is such a strong touch point for the writing and how coming from both a a Swiss and Ecuadorian ba- background uh, influenced their style. Uh, all that's and more. We're talking El Bueno y El Malo. It's Kyle Meredith with Hermanos Gutierrez. Hey Kyle, it's been such a cool experience to see your all's journey in the past few years here that that's been happening that's led up to this brand new record uh, el bueno el malo and uh, has you working with dan Auerbach, and we're going to talk about that here in just a second but i thought we'd get caught up a little bit because i think you're still being introduced to a lot of us so take me back it's you and your brother and i don't know you you play an instrumental uh version uh, of these guitars and 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 how long have you been doing this um, well, my brother and I, to start, uh, we started six years ago when he moved to Zurich and we weren't close to each other. So one day he called me and said, hey, why don't you come over? It was a one hour drive. And why don't you bring your guitar? So we brought my guitar 
And then he told me, hey, I have this idea, but something is missing. So maybe you can play with me. And so we were playing and it sounded really great. And all of a sudden, a friend of his roommate comes into the room and he says, hey, this is beautiful. Which band is that? Which song is that? And we were like, hey, we're just jamming a little bit. And he was the one that said, hey, you should do a band. You should go record. You should play concerts. And we were like, okay, let's think about that. So we never had the intention of, um, yeah, being musicians or being a band. It was just a natural process. Well, it's, it's still an interesting, like you could have been a rock band. You could have been an Americana, but you could have been all these things. It's, it's almost funny that what you're doing stands out because what you're doing in one sense is so obvious and simplistic. What, you know, where, what drove you all to the sound? I mean, when we read the bio, you know, and it, it talks about you all being influenced by 50s and 60s uh, Latin music. Like, what was it about mm -hmm. that that called your name? Hey, I started to play the guitar when I was like 10 years, 10 years old. And I started to play the classical guitar, the nylon strings. And I always loved the Argentinian sounds. There's one typical genre, which is called uh, milonga. So I always played this classical guitar at home and my mother always came and said, oh, she's so moved. She, sometimes she started to cry because she got so emotional, missing her home. And I think that was the, the sound that we have in our, in our house. So when my brother was 16, I'm eight years older than he, uh, I moved to Ecuador for one year. And then he missed the sound of the guitar at, at our home and he started to play the guitar on YouTube tutorials. So that's when he also started to play. And then maybe two years later, we started to play together, as I told you. Well, it's still seeing as we read, you know, hearing about finally people start noticing even worldwide. And I guess that happened while people were kind of pent up in their houses mm -hmm. in, in 2020. Mm -hmm. When did you all start noticing that difference? Good question. Because, I mean, at the beginning, we had small gigs, you know, it was sometimes in the background, but we always had fans that came up and said, hey, you really touched my soul. And I think that's the thing that always was in our mind. Hey, we can really touch somebody's heart with our music, without singing. So we always got on on that idea and we never had the intention of recording four albums in four years. You know, it was always like, hey, we have new ideas. Let's do it again and again. And then happened the pandemic and we, we wrote this one song, which is called Esperanza. And during the pandemic, and I think that was the, the time when everybody was sitting at home and all of a sudden it spread out like, like a virus, but a good virus, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> the good kind. I see we now have uh, Alejandro yeah. joining us as well. Hello, sir. Hey, man. It's so nice to meet you. Thank you. Well, you're just in time to pick up the story. You know, we've gotten the backstory about how you, you all came to, uh, to play the music that you did and, and, and finding the sounds and 2020 rolls along and that eventually puts you all in touch with Dan Auerbach of the Black Keys, one of our favorite mm -hmm. bands around here. What did yeah. he bring to the process? Oh, that's a good question because there's so many things that I think he was there, but not trying to be um, all, with all the respect that he had. Um, but I think it was his mature thinking of, of creating something and adding things to our music, which is going to enrich what we're doing, but we're not going to overproduce it. So the right balance of, okay, what's there already and what can we add so it's going to sound a little bit more how he wants to hear it, you know? So I think that's what he, he did. And he never did it in a very uh, demanding way. He, he always let us do what we want to do. 
um, and just asking, what, what do you guys think if we add like drums over that part? What if we guys, what do you think if we add like an organ? Even we came up with ideas and he was always like, yeah, let's do it. Let's just try it out. So from the first beginning, it was all about having fun together. It was not about pressure. It was not about delivering something. It was about creating something beautiful together. And I think just with this kind of attitude, with this kind of um, mindset, we always felt so comfortable to create what we did. And I think it's a beautiful record. Everything I know about Dan and, and his reputation as a producer, and even when he's working in the Black Keys, is so much... Um, it's so quick and it's seamless. And especially when he's working with other people, I always hear about it. Like we just came in with our stuff. I mean, it's almost like he's there with opinions, but he's as much of, you know, as, as like the engineer as anything, just waiting for you to be your best self. Like that's the impression that I yes. get. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, 100%. Yeah, totally. And, uh, and the fact that, uh, as I heard, it only took a 20 minute conversation for you guys to nail this down too. That's uh, what, that, that, I keep reading that. What was that yeah. 20 minute conversation? Well, first it started that um, our manager showed his manager our first video. It's called El Jardín. And they have all Tuesdays to have a meeting between the manager, Dan, and Alan, which is the, the sound engineer of Easy Eyes Sound. So before the meeting started, Tom said, hey, Dan, you have to check out this video. And apparently after 10 seconds, Dan closed the, the notebook, the laptop, and said, yeah, let's have a call with the boys. So that's the... The cool story and then we had like two weeks later we had this 20 minute minute call and it was from the first uh, moment it was clear we wanted to work together it felt good from his side and also from our side because we just love all the the vision that he has with the vintage vintage sound the guitars the amps and man if you go into the studio it just feels like what well, is amazing i think for every musician that would be a dream to to be able to record it easy as sound it was magical I have done an interview in there, but I, uh, I'm not a musician anymore. So that's as close as I get to recording an easy eye. So. Mm. Mm, yeah. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray 
that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Hermanos Gutierrez. You know, so you have these songs as we get into the album here. And so much of what you all talk about when you're talking about your songs, nature comes into it, whether you're talking about the desert Mm -hmm. or whatever. How does that work for you all? I mean, Alejandra, you know, we, we see what looks like a bit of desert behind you anyway right now, but... Uh, oh, yeah. It's Joshua Tree. So what, what, it, what is it about, like, I guess I'm asking, like, why you all write to that? What is it about the desert? What is it about nature that continues to inspire you? And how does the music soundtrack that in return? I think mainly because it resonates with us on a level that we can't explain. It's like frequencies... Just when we're getting there, we always feel like in a place where we feel humble and like surrounded by this nature. I just feel blessed to be alive. And um, maybe that's the thing which is inspiring for us and creating music. And then we come up with things which, on the other hand, I also cannot have an explanation how we come up with ideas. But it's just there and something is around here which inspires us in a in a very deep level that's that's for sure Esteban, what is the um what is the sound of the desert that you're looking for i, I don't that might be the same type of question that's a bit unanswerable but uh but what is because we talk about the desert sound a lot what 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 is that to you just the way we play the, we also call we call our music instrumental western sound because sometimes people ask what kind of music do you play and was at the beginning it was difficult to say yeah we play kind of blue snow it was difficult so that's i think the best explanation instrumental western sound but i don't know where we got it from maybe my maybe in another life we were born here we lived here i don't know we we just feel so connected to the desert and feeling that the people who live in the desert or, or went through journeys here also say hey yeah that's exactly the sound that i hear when i travel through this, these landscapes, yeah, we're just blessed to, to have this ability to, to create this kind of music. There is also now the Zurich part of that. And when we were talking about Switzerland, yeah. I was thinking like, I think Jose Gonzalez is also up there. And he also mm. has he, South American roots. And I thought, is, that, like, is this a thing? Is there a crossroads between mm. Switzerland and, and South well, he's, America? He's, <clears throat> he's from Sweden, actually. Oh, Sweden, okay. But, yeah. yeah. I, I guess, I guess um, we have kind of the same background because, yeah, we, we were, uh, our father is Swiss, our mother's from Ecuador. So, you know, every our vacation, we always went to Ecuador and, and had our families there. And I think to see this different culture um, and to go back and live in another culture was a lot, but we were so blessed, you know, to to live in two worlds. So I think at the end, we just took from each culture stuff and mixed it. And yeah, that's the way we think and we, we are. Is there, um, is there a cultural crossroads between the two? Like what, what are the, the actual similarities? Oh, that's a hard one. 
That's a really hard one. Talking of cultural similarity. And maybe there's nuts, you know? I mean, maybe this is the perfect marriage because of that. Maybe, maybe because I can't think of anyone. Yeah, I can't think. Maybe, like my brother's telling you, like seeing different parts of culture makes you even appreciate which is not there, the absence of something. Mm. So I think that that's about it. Um, um, I mean, there's one example that I like to tell. We had a trip, we went to Ecuador, and um, our relatives came and picked us up and we're about 10 people and we didn't know all of them, but they were so emotional. They were so happy to see us. And um, we went all the way back to the, that small town where our mom comes from and they just put us on the pickup, you know, like back, no safety, nothing. And they were so like um, taking care of us. And that's something that would never happen in Switzerland, but because it's never happening, it makes you appreciate it. And you're like, oh, wow, this is, how, this is beautiful. But you don't have to live with that every day. So you go back to Switzerland and you're not having it. And it's okay as well. You know, so I think maybe that's that's how we can put it. Well, it does make for just seriously beautiful music that you all make together. And and hearing the way you talk about them, like, like I'm always interested, especially when you're making instrumental music, like the songs have a title and the title gives it meaning. And then you tell the story of the song. When you're when you know for a lot of these songs that I imagine would really just come about by jamming and just playing with each other, does the story come afterwards? Like like you put a, uh, you know, like Golden Valley or Thunderbird or something like that on the on the titles, and suddenly like does that come later? Like this is what the song reminds me of. Is that how it works? It depends. It depends. Sometimes the night the name is born at the second when we have the idea of the song, so we exactly know. Hey, this one, for example. El bueno, el malo was from the beginning. Hey, this is going to be this song. And sometimes it's, it's a bit hard to find a name because we're struggling. My brother and I, without words, we're always at the same places. That's really cool. But sometimes it's diff difficult to find the right name. But yeah, I don't know. But at the end, we always want to tell a story with the song titles. And I think uh, also now with El bueno, el malo, it, there are uh, a lot of good, cool tracks and nice tracks. Well, see you guys, you're out there on the tour and I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up with some of this right here. Uh, playing the Ryman with Jason Isbell uh, recently, I think. And then uh, mm -hmm. upcoming with Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats later on this year. I mean, some of my greatest, you know, some of the, the greatest songwriters and some of my favorites that you get to play with, you know, and, and seeing you working with Dan, I mean, being in this sort of family, are there more collaborations on the way that you all are talking about? Not yet. We're happy with the present moment. We don't need more. We're um, trying to ride this wave as long as possible and having an open mindset to whatever comes. We just yeah, want to keep on going, create beautiful things. That's all what we have in mind. Well said. And you got action figures out of it, I should point out. I've seen that you all have action figures. <laughs> Where do you keep your action figures? Action figures? Yeah, I saw like little plastic action figures of you all. Uh, like oh, a, yeah. A, yeah actually it's it was a giveaway we don't know um we sent it to a fan who answered one of our questions so uh it's somewhere on the world see i can't i like i'm so surprised you didn't keep one of those for yourself and you've got that you know up <laughs> on the mantle somewhere i mean who gets an action figure of themselves that's that's what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, fellas, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it. El Bueno El, El Malo, uh, it's such a great album. Congratulations. Thank, thank you, you so much. Take care. 
My thanks to Esteban and Alejandro Hermanos Gutierrez. The new record is called El Bueno y El Malo. And thanks to you for checking out the episode. Uh, before you get out, please do hit that subscribe button. Again, I put out uh, three new interviews every single week. New ones every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org. It's where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres and music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the old social media spots. That's uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all three of them. The address is at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. All good, bro. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media.